Good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Dude, I got to tell you right from the very beginning here, one, one of the reasons why I really enjoy reading your books is the way that you and your editors, as well as your publishing company, the font that you use inside your books. I don't have to always put on my readers. I love that you have chosen to do it this way. Yeah, I wanted a little bigger font, and that's one thing I pushed for, and they were really good about putting a bigger font on there. It, yeah, it's so important because it keeps me inside your writing, and I, you know, I don't want to feel something across the bridge of my nose. When I'm going into your story, I want to be right there with you. Yeah, I, that's the whole idea. That's what I want. I want you to be with there, too, and I don't want you to leave the story. I want you to, I want you to stay in. Yeah. You don't want to ever throw the reader out of a story. It's so true. The name of the book is The Atlas Maneuver. You go really modern day with this because a lot of people don't understand what cryptocurrency or bitcoins are, but you, in your own way, are bringing it to us. That's what I'm trying to do because I didn't know anything about it either. I didn't know the first thing about Bitcoin, but it fascinated me, and I wanted to do a thriller with it. And this book is probably one of the first thrillers I've ever seen where Bitcoin is the plot. Yeah. And the reader's going to learn all about how it works in a, in a very easy way you can comprehend it because I had that same problem. So uh, that's part of it. I want you to have a good time. I want you to be entertained, but I also want you to learn a little something too. Yeah, well, Cotton gets in on this game real quickly. I mean, that, that, I love the way that it's like, okay, here we go. I'm going to show how straight I am, but at the same time, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get my job done. But there's a twist in it. There's a twist because he deals with, he comes face to face with something he never thought he was going to ever see again. And this book deals with him dealing with an emotion that he doesn't have a lot of experience with, and that's the emotion of regret. And he has to deal with that. And there's a lot happening here with Cotton. I try to do that in every novel. I try to do something new in Cotton's personality that I've never explored before. So um, this one was interesting. It sets up some things that are going to be coming down the road in some later books. So you have to be thinking about the future while you're putting these things together then you can't just be in the pres- the presence of what is right now no 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 i stay two to three books ahead of you so wow. i'm always thinking down the line where i want to go and so this is like this is there's a surprise at the end of this book which is not really a, an end it's more a beginning and it's going to begin some things that are going to send cotton down an interesting path over the next three years One of the things that's interesting about your writing is that you don't let us forget about the past. I mean, right now, I mean, there's a mystery here from World War II, which really caught my attention quickly because my dad fought in World War II. I like how you go into history and you bring it to us. That's the whole idea. That's my niche. My niche. I take something from the past, something forgotten, something you may not know anything about, but I hope you want to know more about. And I weave a modern day thriller around that thing. And here it's Yamashita's gold, (laughs) which is a great treasure from World War II that was hidden by the the Japanese in uh, the Philippines in 1945, some of which was found after the war by the American intelligence community and used for some very interesting purposes. And all of that, most of that gold's never been found. And it gets caught up in that with Yamashita's gold and with the world's oldest bank and with the CIA and a war between the two of them, which Cotton gets right in the middle of. So that's, that's kind of my thing, yeah. How do you keep continuity going? Because I mean, cause Cotton's always getting into something, but yet when you start talking about the Yamashita gold and the, and the history and things, I mean, how do you keep that continuity well, I, I have to I have to think the plot through, and I have to you know make sure that I'm writing a novel that's going to entertain you, yeah. and I have to I have to have a story, and I have to have these characters doing things that is believable in a sequence that's believable, that comes to an ultimate climax that's believable. So all of that that's part of plotting the book, and that's what kind of keeps me up a lot, thinking about those things and how the how they're all going to play out and how they're all going to be.
when listeners go into a bookstore and they pick this book up, their their eyes are going to be attached to this thing called the Black Eagle Trust. Ah, man, they're going to have to do, you know, get, get into it and figure out what this really is. Yeah, because it, it actually happened. And the question is, how far did it go and what did they actually do? It's very interesting stuff because the uh, the OSS found some of that gold, we know for a fact, and they did not tell a soul. They kept it. And the CIA inherited that gold when the CIA was created in 1948. And this Black Eagle Trust is, was around for a long time, and some people say it's still around even today. We don't really know. All of those documents remain classified, so we really don't have any full understanding of this, but the reader's going to get a good introduction to it. Yeah. How, how do you keep Cotton focused in on, on the mission itself? Because there's, there's always so many different distractions. And so as that writer, I mean, you've, you've got to be able to make sure that Cotton is always, you know, that he's, he's strong. Yeah, that's the whole idea. He's got it. He's the he's the rock. He's the glue. He yeah. keeps it all together, and it's his job to keep everything focused and keep it going. And when it begins to get off, you'll he'll bring it back in, and that's what he does. And that's what's fun about him. He's a very he's a seasoned intelligence officer, and he knows what he's doing. And Luke Daniels, who is in a lot of the books, is younger and more impetuous and not quite as focused as Cotton, and that's what makes him kind of fun, because he can make those kinds of mistakes. But it's Cotton's job to keep the train on the track, and I think he does a pretty good job of that. How, how do you envision Cotton looking? Because, I mean, as a writer, there have been many times where I go out and look for photographs where I can say, okay, you're going to be this person, you're going to be this person. How did you know how to design or to envision what Cotton looks like? I kept him simple is what I did. I just said he's tall, broad-shouldered, burnished blonde hair, and green eyes. And that's about all I've ever said about Cotton. And I let you, the reader, kind of envision him Mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. He's not a... He doesn't work out. He doesn't run 20 miles a day. He's not muscular or very, you know... You know, husky or big. He's he's more of a George Clooney than he is a Daniel Craig kind of guy. <laughs> but 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 he can but he can do extraordinary things when called upon, and that's what I think readers like about him. See, I always envisioned him as being you know as as strong as as a John Wayne with the attitude of of Tom Cruise, but with with a little bit of silliness from from Johnny Depp. Because I mean, there, there there's that connection that we have with with Cotton. I like that. I, I, I may I may use that. That's really good. <laughs> I like that. That's 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 a fair representation of him. Yes. Yeah. So we got to talk about History Matters. This is a nonprofit organization. I want listeners to really invest in this. Well, my wife and I created it in 2009, and we help communities raise money for historic preservation. So we usually go in and teach a writer's workshop, four hours of intense training, and you buy your way in with a contribution to the cause. Or we do a dinner or gala or luncheon or something like that where you buy your way in uh, to come. All of the money goes to the project we're there to raise money for. We don't charge expenses. We don't charge to come. We pay our own way to be there. We've raised about $3 million for about 80 projects around the country and so we've uh, we've done pretty good and we'll we'll keep doing it if someone has a project they can go to my website steveberry.org click on history matters send me an email and we'll see if we can come help you what was it about history that drew you closer to writing these stories were you were you fascinated with it while you were in high school 
Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, I, that's what I read was histories. I, I, that's the first books I ever read were, his, were histories. So I've always been fascinated with it. Uh, I've always been connected to it. So uh, when I went to write, I adhere to the philosophy, do not write what you know. I was a lawyer. I didn't want to write about the law. Instead, write what you love. Mm-hmm. What you know and what you love are the same thing. Great. But it wasn't for me. See, I loved action, history, secrets, conspiracies. And that's what I wrote. Oh, my and that's God. What, I, what I'll keep writing. Oh, and it and it comes through these pages. And once again, thank you so much for this font because it is so important to my reading. Thank you. Thank you. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Steve. I appreciate it. I be, yeah, we'll be back uh, next year with another cotton book, <laughs> and uh, we'll come talk to you then. I love it, man. You'd be brilliant today. Thank you.